Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. That massive winter storm spreading wild weather all across the country. And millions are in its path this morning. It is January the 9th. This is Today. Triple threat, that dangerous system on the move, impacting nearly 200 million Americans. Blizzard warnings in the Midwest, a tornado threat for parts of the South. Heavy rain, flooding, and high winds taking aim at the Northeast. Al has everything you need to know before you head out the door. Alarming discovery. Inspections uncover loose bolts on now grounded Boeing planes in the wake of that terrifying midair blowout. We need to first and foremost figure out what happened here on this aircraft. Just ahead, the search for answers, the warning lights on multiple other flights, and the question, are there even more planes potentially at risk? Growing fallout, new questions surrounding the mysterious health scare that landed Secretary of Defense Austin in the hospital, something he failed to disclose for days. This morning, the investigation just launched and the calls from both sides of the aisle for Austin's resignation. Breaking overnight, crews combing through debris after a massive explosion at an historic hotel in Texas. More than 20 people hurt, some trapped in the basement before they were rescued. We'll have the very latest from the scene. Those stories plus, fighting back. Jimmy Kimmel uses his monologue to slam Aaron Rodgers over the NFL star's false claims about the late night host and Jeffrey Epstein. He genuinely thinks that. Because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. Kimmel's new demand for an apology and what's next for their very public feud. Today, Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Good to see you. It's a Tuesday morning. Glad you're with us. All right, let's get to our top story. That new round of severe weather, it's just sweeping across the country. Yeah, it's bringing a triple threat too. snow, rain and wind. A large part of the country in the crosshairs. Heavy snow overnight, stretching from New Mexico to the plains and into Iowa. These are the conditions in Sioux City this morning. That storm, by the way, heading east where a big concern here is flooding, especially for areas with snow still on the ground or still saturated from that weekend storm. In the meantime, nearly 200 million Americans are under wind alerts this morning. Parts of the South could see tornadoes and some schools in the Florida Panhandle are actually closed today as a precaution. Yeah, Al's tracking all of this. But first, let's go to NBC's Maggie Vespa joins us now from a snowy Des Moines, Iowa. Maggie, good morning. It looks pretty bad there. Hey, guys. Yeah, it is really bad here. Good morning from a hard hit Des Moines. This largely transformed overnight. We had like half an inch on the ground when we got into town and now more than four inches. You can see how thick here more than four inches have fallen just overnight. We're expecting more than 10 by the time this thing wraps up. And just I mean, look at it. You can see how fat these flakes are, how easily this is sticking. This is the kind of thick, heavy snow that basically has officials worried about things like power outages, dangerous road conditions. Several school districts have canceled classes for the day already. And actually, speaking of power outages, close to a quarter of a million Americans in the Midwest and South already without power this morning. More broadly, 54 million Americans from Texas up into Michigan, obviously covering the Des Moines area, and then up into New England under those winter storm alerts. And then you mentioned, I mean, the triple threat that is this thing. We talk about the wind. Some of the wind gusts that we've seen, especially yesterday going into last night, topping 70 miles per hour. Nebraska in particular, there goes a plow here in Des Moines. 
Moines. Nebraska in particular was a mess yesterday. We saw wreck after wreck after wreck, with authorities say at least one of them being fatal. Back here in the Iowa uh, territory, obviously, uh, back here in Iowa, we're broadly looking at timing. This is also messing with politics. We're less than a week out from the caucuses, guys. And yesterday it was a big headline. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley had to cancel a campaign event because of this snow. It got that bad that quickly and people were already worried. Now we're seeing these forecasts really come to fruition as we get close to the caucuses next week. By the way, another threat people are worried about the temperatures. They're supposed to plummet into potentially sub zero territory. And then kind of the final layer that you talked about is the rain in the Northeast in states like New York, where you are in New Jersey, already states of emergency uh, emergency declared as officials worry about all that rain coming in. And potentially when you add that to the snow that you got over the weekend. And as that starts to melt, they say they are very worried about severe, if not flash, flooding in those areas. So, guys, a long, messy road ahead. You can see it's already coming to fruition here in Iowa. I'll yeah. send it back to you. All right, Maggie Vespa. Maggie, thanks. Let us see where this storm yep. has headed. Uh, and by that's a messy map right there. It yeah. really is, guys. Right now, good morning and good morning to you. We've got severe weather down through the southeast. Uh, we've got tornado watches into central Alabama on into the panhandle of Florida. We've got a p- couple of tornado warnings around Dothan, also Panama City. And we've got severe thunderstorm warnings. Uh, this uh, tornado watch goes until 7 a.m. central time. You can see all these heavy showers and thunderstorms moving up. We widen out. You can see snow from Des Moines, Iowa, where Maggie is, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Detroit. So let's time this out for you. Here's what we're looking at for today. Peak impacts for Buffalo, 3 p.m. to 5 a.m. Strong winds, heavy rain, Atlanta, now to 1 o'clock. Strong storms, flood risk, and gusty winds, Chicago. Wintry travel and gusty winds till 3 this morning. We move on up to the northeast. Peak impacts for Philadelphia from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. A flood risk, strong winds. Same in D.C. from 1 till 11. Look at Charlotte, noon till 6 p.m. Severe weather and a flood risk. And then we move into the northeast from 10 p.m. tonight till 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Boston, flood risk, strong winds. New York, 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., a flood risk and strong winds. Hartford till 5 a.m., you've got the same kind of weather conditions. Severe storms possible, an enhanced risk from the Carolinas all the way to Florida. Tornadoes possible. EF2 tornadoes, strong tornadoes from Florida to the Carolinas. Wayne will continue with this. Wind is going to be a big, big problem. Damaging winds, travel disruptions, widespread power outages, wind gusts of 40 to 50 to near 60 miles per hour in the northeast, and rain, significant rain, heavy rain, plus the melting snow, especially in the northeast. That's going to possibly lead to some major river flooding and moderate street flooding as well. And back to the west, we've got heavy snow in northern New England, but also from Quincy, Illinois, Milwaukee, Green Bay, low visibility, blowing and drifting snow, hazardous travel. This is a high-impact storm. And, guys, there's another one behind it that's going to take almost the exact same track. So busy time right now. Yeah, this train won't stop. All right, Al Roker, Al, thanks so much. Uh, Also this morning, there are several important developments tied to that midair scare on that Alaskan Airlines plane. Both the airline and United now saying their technicians have discovered loose bolts on their 737 MAX 9 plane, some involving the same part that blew out on that flight last week. And that could suggest that the problem is actually bigger than that single plane. NBC senior correspondent uh, Tom Costello joins us. He covers aviation. Tom, what do we know this morning? 
Yeah, hold on. United and Alaska are the only U.S. airlines to fly the Boeing MAX 9, and they're under an FAA order to inspect every single one for any sign of trouble with that door plug like the one that exploded Friday night. Investigators have now recovered that door plug. Meantime, with the MAX grounded, the MAX 9 grounded, United and Alaska are again canceling hundreds of flights today. Developing overnight growing safety concerns as the investigation into that Alaska Airlines flight deepens after the door plug exploded off the plane mid-flight Friday night. The head of the NTSB now says the bolts that were supposed to keep the panel and plug in place are missing. We don't know if they were there or if, again, they came out during uh, the uh, violent explosive um, decompression event. Alaska Airlines also said late Monday preliminary inspections by its technicians of its MAX 9 fleet indicate some loose hardware was visible on some aircraft. Just hours after United said its technicians had discovered loose bolts around the installed door plugs on its MAX 9s. Neither airline has started the formal FAA-mandated inspection process. But that door plug is what gave way in Alaska's terrifying decompression explosion Friday night. Alaska, or Seattle, Alaska, 1282, just Forcing the crew to make an emergency landing back in Portland. While sea cushions, headrests, and cell phones were all sucked out of the plane. On Monday, the NTSB recovered the door plug in Portland where it landed, in the backyard of Bob Sauer, a high school physics teacher. When I went to investigate it, it was very obviously part of a plane. Now, with loose bolts turning up in early inspections, the question, could more planes be at risk? Does that suggest this could be a wider problem? That's too soon to tell. We are very focused on what we are investigating with respect to this aircraft. The NTSB says on three previous flights, pressurization warning lights lit up in the same cockpit. Yet Alaska only restricted that plane from flying over water to Hawaii until technicians could evaluate the problem. It's not clear if they were related to the explosion. In a statement, Boeing has apologized to airlines and passengers, saying we are committed to ensuring every Boeing airplane meets design specifications specifications and the highest safety and quality standards. Okay, more about those pressurization warning lights the previous flight crews had experienced. There are three uh, warning lights uh, systems, sensors, if you will. So the first one trips, suggesting a pressurization issue. When the pilots checked the backup sensors, they were fine, showing no problems at all. That led the instructor, the uh, the technicians, to suspect maybe they had simply a bad sensor. That's why the plane was allowed to keep flying, but not over water. And yet now the question is, well, was that really an indicator of trouble ahead? They simply don't know right now. Hoda. All right. The investigation continues. Tom Costello for us. Tom, thank you. Former President Trump is in a Washington, D.C. courtroom this morning. His lawyers arguing that he should be immune from the criminal charges arising from special counsel Jack Smith's federal election interference case. NBC's senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett is here with the very latest. Laura, good morning. Set the scene for us. Yep. What brings Donald Trump to court for this appellate court hearing? OK, so this is really a make or break moment for special counsel Jack Smith because the former president is arguing he should be completely completely immune, completely shielded from any and all prosecution for anything that happened while he was in office as president. Because of what the special counsel is charging him with, he says everything should then be off the table. Of course, a lower court has already disagreed with that and essentially said that would be giving him a get-out-of-jail-free card, and she wasn't willing to do that. And so that's why it's up now on appeal in front of the federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. This could not be more important for the special counsel's office. There are the legal issues and 
then as always, there's the political calendar issues. So the appeals court, even if it rules very quickly, presumably there will be an appeal to the United States Supreme Court. That takes time. This trial is set for March. The election, November 5th. How do all those moving parts work? That's why even if many say that his arguments perhaps are not that persuasive legally, strategically, he could still win here. Because remember, not only could he appeal to the Supreme Court, he could also appeal to the full D.C. Circuit, that federal appeals court, which, again, slows all of this down. And this is really the case that was most germane. If you think about it, it's the case about the Republican frontrunner being accused of trying to steal the last election while on the ballot and currently running. And so for prosecutors, this all goes away if he wins, because there will be no more case if he was to actually win. If the Supreme the Court were to say he's immune from criminal prosecution. That's it. That's the whole ballgame. That's game. the end of the, the story. All right, yeah. Laura, we'll be watching. Thank sure. you very much. Let's turn now to the growing controversy surrounding Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He remains at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center this morning. After revelations, the Pentagon waited several days to inform the president and the public about his hospitalization. Lawmakers from both parties now demanding answers, with some calling on Secretary Austin to resign. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander has the very latest. Hey, Peter, good morning. Hoda, good morning. A top Republican says this whole episode represents a shocking breakdown in the chain of command. This morning, the Pentagon spokesperson says its general counsel is reviewing whether Austin broke any laws His mystery absence coming at a critical time with rising tensions in the Middle East, including more than a dozen attacks on bases housing U.S. troops in that region during his hospitalization. This morning, questions are growing about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's health after revelations that Austin was hospitalized in the intensive care unit for days without telling the president, key staff members or the public. Still, White House officials say President Biden has no plans to fire Austin. The president ignored shouted questions about Austin Monday, but his administration is now facing bipartisan outrage. It would appear that Lord Austin is the person who needs to resign or his chief of staff or both of them. Former President Trump arguing Austin should be fired for improper professional conduct and dereliction of duty. Democrats are also demanding answers. Armed Services Committee Chairman Jack Reed writing, this lack of disclosure must never happen again. I do hope that there is a a review to ensure that there wasn't any jeopardizing of national security. Austin, a four-star general, sits atop the chain of command between the president and the U.S. military, required at all times to respond to a national security emergency. He pledged transparency during his Senate confirmation hearing two years ago. We will be transparent with you. Pentagon officials say Austin was initially in the ICU and now remains at Walter Reed. But citing privacy concerns, they will not elaborate on the medical issue he's facing. The Pentagon says Austin, who was conscious but in severe pain, was rushed to the hospital by ambulance on New Year's Day citing complications from a recent medical procedure. The next day, the Pentagon transferred certain responsibilities to his deputy, who was vacationing in Puerto Rico, without telling her why until January 4th, the same day senior officials at the White House and the president were finally informed. A Pentagon spokesman says Austin has no plans to resign after he initially accepted responsibility in a statement, writing that he recognizes he could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. Also overnight, we learned that the Marine Corps' top general had successful open-heart surgery Monday after a near fatal, uh, nearly fatal heart attack last fall. The Marine Corps immediately announcing that in a statement, which of course comes in stark contrast 
to how Defense Secretary Austin and his aides handled his episode with his health issues over the past week. Hoda. All right, Peter Alexander, Forrest there at the White House. Peter, thank you. Hey, we're looking at a mess here in the eastern third of the country. Rain, flooding, severe storms to the south, snow and wind around the Great Lakes, windy through Texas, sunshine there in the southwest, but another system coming. We're going to look at that coming up in the next half hour. And that's your latest weather. And by the way, a lovely outfit. Love thank it. you, Mr. Roker. I, tones. I love, their, I love when they compliment each other's I fashion know, choices. Well, that's also beautiful. Yes, as always, it is. The as gray, for you. Stop it some more. <laughs> Sorry. What's going on here? What's happening? We don't know. They talk about fashion way more than we do. It's real weird. It's real weird. Coming up, guys, Jimmy Kimmel shedding new light on this feud he's got going with Aaron Rodgers. He hammered Rodgers in his monologue overnight. He's demanding an apology. We'll have the latest, and Rodgers vow to respond today. Not going to end. All right, plus social media fueling a new obsession with skincare routines among children. Okay, here's a question. Yeah, but do kids younger than 13 need any of these products but dermatologists want all parents to know this is a thing you guys but first this is today on nbc we're back 7 30. Uh, we do have a lot to get to in this half hour including the latest on that ongoing feud between late night host jimmy kimmel and star quarterback Aaron Rodgers. This one keeps getting a little messier. Uh, during a scathing monologue overnight, Kimmel slammed Rodgers for suggesting without evidence that Kimmel had ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, NBC's Chloe Malas has more on this whole story. Hey, Chloe, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. Well, Jimmy Kimmel, he did not mince words when he doubled down in that monologue last night, describing the harm caused by Rogers's comments. Now, besides a recent tweet, this is the first time that we're hearing from Jimmy Kimmel, who is now challenging Aaron Rodgers to apologize. Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. <laughs> Overnight, Jimmy Kimmel hitting back at New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers in a scathing seven-minute monologue. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. Kimmel again taking on the star quarterback after Rodgers last week suggested a link between Kimmel and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein while appearing on ESPN's Pat McAfee show. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't Rodgers was referring to court documents that included names of people with some alleged connection to Epstein. Kimmel's name not among them when they were later unsealed. McAfee later apologizing, describing Rogers' comments as trash talk. Kimmel, who had threatened Rogers with legal action at the time, doubling down overnight. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. When you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did the, all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. Over the past few years, the late-night comedian has made the NFL star a punchline on his show, particularly over his stance on vaccinations. We shouldn't know, because nothing says I heal myself with crystals like this haircut. I mean... Kimmel now speculating Rogers is taking revenge. He just said it because he's mad at me for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. But saying he went too far. And as far as the, well, you say things about people all the time argument goes... Yes, I do. It's not the same. It's not even close to the same. We say a lot of things on this show. We don't make up lies. While taking some shots of his own. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? <laughs> but Kimmel says he's still hoping Rogers will apologize. I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on. 
All right. Uh, wow, this one is super duper messy. So I'm assuming that Aaron Rodgers will probably have something to say. When might that happen? So, Hoda, every week Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee's show, and that's going to happen later today. And yesterday at a press conference, when Aaron Rodgers was asked about all of his controversy, he wouldn't specifically talk about it. He said, you're basically going to have to wait until the show today. So it's unclear if he's going to apologize. NBC News, we reached out overnight and we haven't heard anything back. But it's telling, based on what he said yesterday, that he's probably going to address it head on. But the big question remains for fans on both sides. Is Aaron Rodgers going to apologize to Jimmy Kimmel or will he make another jab? So we'll have all those answers, Hoda, in just a couple hours. I cannot believe it's gotten to this level. Neither it's so I. crazy. Yeah. It's almost ridiculous. Bizarre. But it's bizarre. Anyway. All right, Chloe. Especially thanks. considering they, they work for the same place. Yeah. I mean, well, that, shows that on ESPN, yeah. It's just weird. Still ahead. Uh, crews working through the night after a massive explosion at a historic hotel in Texas. The very latest on that. And what investigators believe sparked that blast will have a live report from the scene. But first, if you are the parent of a tween, you've probably noticed there's a new skincare craze among some very young customers. Emily Aketa looking into it for us. Hi, Emily. Hey there. Well, forget about Barbie, move over scooters and nail polish. Skincare is what tops so many young people's holiday wish list this season. So what do you need to know as a parent about your kid's nine-step skincare routine? We're diving into the trend after this. Back now, 739 with In-Depth Today. So this morning, we have an unexpected trend that is really surging among young consumers. Get this. We're we're talking about children under the age of 13 now flocking to beauty stores to buy high-end skincare products. Oh, every mama between knows about this. NBC's Emily Akhet has been looking into this fad. It's, of course, as usual, being driven by social media, (laughs) but it quickly spreads beyond that, even if your kid's not on social media. Yeah, think illuminating serums, facial mists, under-eye gels, apparently all words in the vocabulary of tweens these days. The obsession with skincare among young people has skyrocketed, and the trend has some wondering if that growth should be cause for concern. So I'm going to start off by using the Daily Face Cleanser. This holiday season, pricey skincare products topped many wish lists. But it's not just adults that were hoping to find them in their stockings, but increasingly young people, too. There's obviously face wash and then there's moisturizers and then there's like kind of like a redness reducer kind of thing. 12-year-old Julia Panuto is part of the beauty industry's newest consumer group, Generation Alpha, children born in 2010 and beyond. And these skincare kids are obsessed. Whose skincare routine is more expensive? Oh, my daughter's, yes. Many of the teenagers drawing inspiration from Get Ready With Me videos on social media, showing off lengthy and expensive routines. Let's do my 10-step skincare routine. This video of Kim Kardashian's 10-year-old daughter, North, racking up millions of views. Gen Alpha was literally born with a smartphone in their hand. And so the access to watching influencers on platforms like TikTok and YouTube, where they're seeing these influencers. Annual skincare sales exploded from $7.8 to $9.2 billion over the last few years. But some adult shoppers are not pleased by overcrowded stores. Why are we letting our kids walk around like they're 30 years old? And the employees literally like, 
Um, it's actually retinol. Like, you actually don't need that. Ulta Beauty telling NBC News in a statement, it does not proactively promote skincare to Gen Alpha, adding, as guests are shopping for younger skin types, education around ingredients and products focused on specific skincare needs is more important than ever. Many dermatologists applaud a good skincare routine at any age, but say young people should stick to the basics, like cleansers and sunscreen, to avoid irritating their skin. Laura Panunto says she reads the skincare labels for her daughter closely. I think if, if she can learn to take care of it in a good, healthy way, then then I'm okay with it. Consumers of all ages have leaned into skincare more, something researchers say started during the pandemic when people stopped wearing makeup as often and focused more on self-care. Some estimates suggest the global skincare market could reach $167 billion by 2030. Wow. Emily, that sets us up nicely for board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Marnie Nussbaum. Hi. So we were just talking, you have an eight-year-old, I have a Mm nine-year-old. This is something that we're all seeing. And look, I mean, we all used to, like, have Bonnie Bell lip lip smackers. It's fun as a tween to kind of experiment Experiment. with growing up. But there are some real serious ingredients in some of these products. There really is. And it's interesting. This is the first generation that's really grown up in this digital age where TikTok and YouTube is not, it's replaced linear TV. So they're getting all this information because media agencies can target them easy. Mm -hmm. So they want to feel like they know what they're doing and they want to emulate those videos that they're seeing. The problem is they're being marketed products that are not right for their skin. Well, let's talk about some of those products yes. because they can do harm. They These can. kids have things that have, um, I don't know, acids alpha in them, hydroxy alpha hydroxy, acid, all that stuff. Peptides. What, what could it do? This is beautiful, beautiful <laughs> yeah. skin. Yeah. So this skin, especially preteens age 9 to 12, really is about, it's gentle. It needs gentle skincare. Keep it basic. What's happening is they're using products that break down the skin barrier and cause rashes, irritation, acne even, where they never had a problem, but really redness um, and infection and swelling. And it's really, you know, having a negative impact, not only on everyone's wallet, but on their psyche as a child. Yeah. So Um, Dr. Espa, what do you allow in, in, in your sure. house? What so do, I have what a couple of rules. Um, my little girl and her friends don't like me. Um, I say <laughs> keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Being in a skincare routine is great. It have good habits, but cleanser, oil-free moisturizer, lip balm and SPF. That's all they need. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Exactly. That is all they need. And really, if they want to do anything fun with other frivolous things like Bonnie Bat lip smackers and whatever that is what now. The, mask? the girls all yeah. like the so mask. I say anything with hydration. No, avoid anything with acids, alpha hydroxy acid, salicylic acid, only if they're going through with acne. No retinols, no exfoliation. Have you seen mm-hmm. patients come in? Every young kids? day, more and more patients with their mothers come in, uh-huh. and the mom's like, please tell them to stop using these products. Because they're having it. Exactly. Now, there are products that are appropriate for their skin, but you really have to do your research. I could stop buying the products for yeah. them, too. Dr. Nussbaum, thank you so much. Uh, we want to mention you can find a lot more on this topic. It's a hot one on our website today.com. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, and now for another check of the weather, Mr. Roker. For those of us with boys, it's just too much Axe body spray. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, let's take it. So here comes this second storm right behind what we are going to be experiencing today and tomorrow. Thursday, heavy snow for the Southern Rockies, a severe risk from Texas to Mississippi on Thursday. Now we move into Friday. The storm really starts to ramp up. Blizzard conditions possible for the Midwest all the way to the Great Lakes, including Chicago, Minneapolis, Alpena, Michigan. Heavy rains already now soaking this already saturated eastern seaboard. We move into Saturday. Heavy lake effect snow develops Cleveland, Buffalo, Erie, PA. Strong wind gusts with wind gusts of over 50 miles
miles per hour. So, and then another high impact system coming into the Northeast over the weekend. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Broker still ahead here. The new appeal of old phones while carrying around outdated tech with an iffy camera, a few apps, why that could actually be the, the key to connecting with your family and friends. Yeah, all right. That and our morning boost coming up right after these messages. Welcome back. Table always gets brighter when Chanel Jones Chanel. joins it. Happy to see Chanel here. We got our morning boost, too, for you, Chanel. Uh, it was guaranteed to be a memorable moment. So a man was proposing to his longtime girlfriend on the beach. The young uh, couple's daughter was there to be part of the occasion. But things don't always go as, as planned. So the man first asked the daughter, is it okay if I ask mommy a question? No. She said no. And then moments <laughs> later, mommy put the girl down. After she took a few steps, guess what? She spotted the camera. So she did what any toddler would do, go right up to it. Oh, wait, this, of course, while the whole proposal's (laughs) happening. Romantic proposal on in the background. Um, Yeah. (laughs) She said yes. Um, (laughs) That's that's framed perfectly. That's great. It's actually Uh, perfect. By the way, they're in hysterics. I love it. Uh, Anyway, there you go. Isn't that a good one? That's super cute. All right, that's hard to top. Coming up, we're not sure about Fetch, but they made something happen at the Mean Girls movie premiere. A surprise appearance from original star Lindsay Lohan. The highlights of Popstar. And then one of our favorite guests, Kevin Hart, will be right here. We've got an inside look at his new heist movie and how he celebrated LeBron's birthday over the weekend. Oh, he was there at that party. He mostly was. Got it.